listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Abby. And I'm Sarah. Today, we're going to talk about the small things that help us navigate through life, especially during busy times like now when we're trying to balance school, work, and home life. Mm-hmm. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Abby? I did some small living room updates that have left me feeling very pleased about how our living space is looking. So we had an old coffee table that we got from our Buy Nothing group in North Carolina when I sat on our previous coffee table and broke it. Longtime listeners of the pod may remember that story. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So this was a beloved gifted coffee table, and I passed it along to someone else because it was starting to feel like it wasn't the right thing for our space, like it was a little too big and it was a little too high to put feet on. And it was always sort of loaded with bunches of stuff. It was just another horizontal surface that my family and I could fill up with things that weren't where they actually belong. We replaced that with a slightly lower and skinnier upholstered ottoman that is very comfortable to put feet on. I often will put my feet on it and then look at Andrew and be like, I made the right choice here. This is 100% (laughs) what I wanted this experience to be like. And it's sort of a coral, peachy, orangey color, which is not Mm -hmm. something we had a lot of, but is really nice with the other things in the room, including the rug that we have. And then I splurged on a really beautiful lampshade from Anthropology that has that same coral, peachy color, and then blue, and then some tealish green and cream colors so that our sofa and chairs that are blue and white could sort of be tied together with that. Mm. And my children had kicked over the lamp that was there previously and broke the bit that held on the shade. Uh huh. And so I got a new harp, which fit my new fancy lampshade that I ordered. And I'm just really pleased with how those relatively minor updates are making a difference. Yeah, I love how those small kind of changes can really make you feel so good about the home you're living in. Absolutely. What's new with you, Sarah? Our water tastes like algae. Ugh. We got home from North Carolina, and I had read via our local paper online while we were gone that there were issues with the way the water tasted, Mm. but that it was safe and fine and not to worry if your water smells bad. (laughs) Not super reassuring. (laughs) Right. Then we got home. After a very long car ride back, we ended up getting stuck in traffic where we drove five miles in Four hours. So our eight-hour travel day turned into a 13-hour travel day. My gosh. Very ready to come home and have a nice glass of refreshing water. (laughs) When I took a sip, I almost spewed it out across the room (laughs) because it tasted so terrible. So apparently what's happening is we get our water from a lake, but normally it doesn't taste like we're drinking a lake due to the treatments that they do for Uh it. But there is so much algae blooming right now for whatever reason that it has changed the way the water tastes and they are working to get it back to not being disgusting. But in the meantime, we have found that boiling the water and letting it cool takes out a lot of that taste. Mm. Using the filtered water from the water fountains at our work Mm -hmm. tastes much better than the water coming from our tap. So we've been filling up on water there. And we also bought some jugs of water, which we have never done, but we also like to drink water that does not taste terrible. Yeah. Hopefully, they will get it together soon, and we'll be back to delicious tap water. Maybe so. 
Now let's share what we've been reading. Abby, what is your latest book? I recently finished the audiobook called Raising a Rare Girl by Heather Lanier. This is a memoir about her experience of giving birth to and parenting her daughter Fiona, who has Wolf-Hirschhorn syndrome, which is an ultra-rare syndrome that leads to things like children being really small and not growing fast and developmental disabilities and other more severe possibilities that she talks about in the book. This was a beautiful book with very real reflections on not only parenting a kid through lots of uncertainty, but also how career and parenting and marriage and parenting overlap. I just felt like I got this really true picture of what her life is like and what her family is like, and I so appreciated it. I would absolutely recommend this book. I gave it five stars on Goodreads, and I think this is probably going to be one of my top nonfiction reads this year. Wow, it sounds excellent. What have you been reading, Sarah? Neil and I listened to an audiobook together on our way to and from North Carolina. We often read the same books within a few weeks of one another, mm-hmm. but it was fun to actually be going through the experience at the exact same time and able to talk about it, mm-hmm. especially because this was a mystery. So there was a lot to dissect. It was called One of Us is Lying by Karen McManus, and it is a YA mystery. The premise is that five kids go into detention, but only four come out alive. The novel then alternates perspectives between the four kids that are left as you try and understand what happened. Mm. I loved the mystery aspect of it, loved the high school drama. It feels (laughs) so separate from my current life and like a true escape into a world that is not my own. Thankfully. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We were listening to it in the car on the car CD player, which means that we couldn't listen faster than 1x speed, (laughs) Yeah, which was painful for me. Did not affect Neil, but it was hard for me to sit through. (laughs) I kept thinking, I would already be done with this book by now, especially when I was really (laughs) wanting to keep going and find out more, and then it just talk so slowly. I would recommend it. I'm currently reading the sequel, Fun YA Mystery. It was a great read. Nice. Let's move into our topic for today, the little things that are getting us through. This episode is inspired by a couple of podcasts. Girl Next Door had one a few months ago called Tiny Anchors about the things that help them stay grounded, and also the Lazy Genius podcast with Kendra Adachi. She has a recurring episode that is the 10 things that are saving my life right now. Mm. So our episode is in a similar vein to both of those. Let's talk about the things that are currently helping us get through this time of life that we're in. The first thing that I want to share is about my new bike, Mm. which I found used on Facebook Marketplace. This is a specialized roll that has a step-through frame, so it has really nice big tires, which is awesome for the Birmingham streets that I'm riding on to get to school. Uh They are not in the best shape, and so it's really nice to have a little more cushion. Yes. It's really upright. It has a lot of gears. It feels really fast. And just biking right now with the weather, what it is, it's just Mm -hmm. a really lovely, pleasant experience. This is prime biking time. Mm -hmm. 
My first one is exercise. I rejoined Orange Theory back in May and have been going consistently since then. On the days that I go, I just mentally feel so much better. The Mm. world feels better. My life feels easier. The endorphins are really working for me. Having goals to work towards and seeing progress in my cardiovascular fitness Mm. and my strength is really rewarding. I think the reason I've been able to keep going consistently, even as more responsibilities have piled on in the last couple months, is that I really am motivated by making the most use of the financial commitment (laughs) I have made to them. (laughs) And in order to make it worth it for the membership that I have, I need to go at least three times a week. And I want to go more to make it even more worth it. So I'm usually going three or four times a week. And I feel very committed to doing that. It's awesome. For both the intrinsic, I feel great doing it, and also want to be getting my money's worth. (laughs) Double win. (laughs) That's right. My next one is the cooler weather, which I already alluded to with the biking. It's really perfect biking weather, but I just didn't really realize how much the heat and especially the humidity in Birmingham was getting me down Yes, until we had sort of a week of false fall where it got cooler. And I was like, oh, I don't feel like I want to die Mm -hmm. or just come in and lay down in front of the fan and tell my kids to leave me alone quite as much anymore. (laughs) I think I may have had some kind of seasonal affective yes. situation happening with the heat of summer, mm-hmm. which I feel like has probably been happening a lot in previous years, but that I have never really named in that way. Yeah. So good awareness for me. Yes. Really thankful that we seem to be past that for now. And maybe I can have some strategies for next summer mm-hmm. to get through it a little better. The other thing that the cooler weather has brought is lots of plans for camping trips to Mm -hmm. meet and see friends. Yes. Because it's so much more pleasant to camp when you're not sweating Mm -hmm. while you're trying to sleep at night in a tent. Mm -hmm. And more fun to have a campfire. Yes. It's not so hot. Absolutely. My next one is the same, the fall weather. Mm. We are two days past the official start of fall and when... We woke up on the 22nd. It was in the 50s and raining all day, which was sort of annoying because I had a lot of places to go and be (laughs) having to go out in it. HP said when he woke up, this is a day to just stay cozy in your blankets and read. It's like, you're right. It is that kind of day. (laughs) And yet we will not be doing that. (laughs) But overall, I have loved getting all of my cozy pants back out. Having blankets on the bed, I just love the feeling of getting into bed with heavy blankets on top of me Mm -hmm. and having it be cool around. Oh, it feels so good. And I know soon winter will be here, but these next several weeks are just perfect. And I am ready to soak them up. So good. Another thing getting me through is my new water bottle. I have it here. I'm showing Sarah. Okay. I see. It looks like it would fit on your bike, too. Lots of water bottles don't do that. It does fit on my bike. This is the Owala Pre-Sip 24 ounces. And I got it because I have not had a water bottle that I could put in a backpack or bag that would stay sealed Mm. for a long time. Yeah. I've been drinking out of straw cups, Uh which are really convenient and a good way to get hydrated, but don't work to put in a backpack. 
This is a stainless steel vacuum double wall Mm -hmm. thing. So it keeps things really cold. And then it has this lid that pops open. And the lid, can you see, Sarah? It has two different spots. Uh Uh-huh. This part is connected to a straw that goes down. Uh, And so you uh can drink it out of a straw. Or if you want like a big gulp, you can tip it all the way up. And water comes out of the top. Interesting. And then the lid is spring-loaded and it clicks on. I'm going to click it in the mic. (laughs) Then it has this loop that you can hold or you can shut it, which keeps it more likely to stay closed. Uh Uh-huh. So it kind of locks the little button that you press to pop the lid open. I'm obsessed with it. I would love another one so that I could have one clean and rotating them out. So would recommend. Very slick. One thing that has been a struggle now that I am taking a couple classes and have started a new position at work is finding good connection times with my children. Mm. When they were younger, Mm. we were together all of the times. Yeah. And there were many chances to do that. But in this current season of our lives, one of the best ways that we are connecting is walking to and from school. A couple of episodes ago, I talked about how I wanted them to be able to walk to and from on their own. Mm. And thinking about it more and getting back into walking them, I'm not sure that that is a goal of mine right now because I feel like I'm having some of my best conversations with the kids on the way to and from school. Mm -hmm. And that once we get home, they're off, ready to play with friends, ready to move on from other things. But that moment as we're walking, a lot of stuff comes up. I hear a lot about their days. And there aren't any things that I need to be telling them to do in that moment Mm -hmm. other than continuing to move towards home. But there isn't, oh, the dishwasher needs to be unloaded and hang up your backpack and put away that wrapper that you just got out. And what are these clothes? I feel like there's a lot of that happening when we're home together. Yes, totally. So I'm really enjoying that time we're having together and feeling like it's just a nice part of the routine on the days where it's my responsibility to pick them up or drop them off. Yeah, I really love that. Makes me think that I need sort of a built-in time like that with my kids. Because like you said, when you're home, it's not that many hours at home to do all the Mm -hmm. stuff that needs to do to eat all the meals and take the showers and read the books if you want to read books. It just feels like there's a lot that's squeezed into the time that they're not at school Mm -hmm. when they're in school so much. So I love that y'all have that. Yeah. Along those same lines, reading with my kids is that space for us as well, where Mm -hmm. even if we've had a rough go of it leading up to that point, once we're all sitting in the living room together, enjoying a good chapter book, and it's just one of those moments where I think, ah, These are the memories we're all going to look back on fondly and kind of being able to step outside of myself and recognize that Mm. I feel like gives me the much needed perspective that can be hard to find in those it's time for dinner, let's clean up moments. Yeah. My next one is spending hypothetical lottery winnings. (laughs) Tell me more. I love this so much. So... We don't even have the lottery in Alabama. (laughs) Very hypothetical. (laughs) So we can't even play it. But for instance, if we were to win in the range of $10 million or so, Uh I like to look at real estate for the houses that I would buy, Mm. research electric cars that are available, (laughs) 
And it just is really fun. I don't know why I like it so much, but basically I spent all of Sunday looking at houses at our favorite beach, which is Amelia Island on the Atlantic coast of Florida. And I was looking at houses in the mountains of Western North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And I planned to buy the lot that's down the alley from us in Birmingham and build a house where friends and family could come stay and we could Airbnb it the rest of the time. I researched what it would take to put an apartment on top of our garage so we could have another place for people to come stay. I think what I am really missing in my life is the community of friends and family who know me really well. Mm -hmm. And so in imagining having all this money that I could just buy all these houses in cash and then have the investments of the other part of it to pay off the astronomical homeowner's insurance that you get when you live on a beach Uh and like the wild taxes of a mountain house in North Carolina, that it just feels like easing those material things would let the community piece come more easily That if we had a mountain house in North Carolina, we could say to y'all, let's meet at the house. There wouldn't be like an Airbnb thing. There wouldn't be financial planning that would have to go into it. It would be like, let's just meet here Mm. and it'll be easy because we already own it. And I don't know that that's necessarily true, but the fantasy of that is very appealing right now. Is this something that you do just you and your computer or is Andrew a part of this dreaming conversation as well? I bring him along, I would say, somewhat unwillingly. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like how it would be at my house. I do really enjoy sharing this stuff with my mom. Uh I'll look up the stuff and then send her the links. And she is very effusive over text message (laughs) about them. So I do get support in that way. (laughs) Glad to hear it. Are there any snacks in particular that have been comforting to you? in recent months? There are two in particular. The first is Trader Joe's ice cream sandwiches. And these are fancy ice cream sandwiches. I think there are multiple types of ice cream sandwiches at Trader Joe's. But these are made with two chocolate chip cookies that are soft Mm. with Mm -hmm. vanilla ice cream in between. And then the outside edge of the vanilla ice cream is rolled in miniature chocolate chips. Mm. They come in a packet of four. I hide them in my freezer so that I get to eat them all myself, though I did regretfully share with my spouse that they were in existence last time I bought them. I will not be doing that again. (laughs) I was very sad to only eat two of the four instead of all four myself. The other snack is Zap Sweet Creole Onion Chips. Hmm. I have been regularly eating a bag of these for lunch. And it's great. I love them. Sounds yum. My foods are... Cheese dip, especially with Neil not eating dairy, our family meals have been cheeseless. And then it also means that when I make a big pot of queso, I get to eat it all myself. <laughs> HP does like this also, but he usually forgets about it after the first day. Mm, and then it's nice. just for me, and I love it. The other one is fruit snacks. My kids have been really obsessed with fruit snacks, <laughs> and now I am also. I love it. It feels like the perfect amount of energy 
and satisfaction when I am just needing a little something. I do this a lot too before I go to work out because I think about all the Mm. energy it's going to give me. I feel like it is both a physical (laughs) boost that is real, but also a mental boost that I feel like I am performing better with my fruit snacks. (laughs) I mean, it could be true. Get that little shot of glucose straight to the muscles. (laughs) That's right. Facts. What about the things that you know would help you stay more grounded and cope with everything life is throwing at us if you could just get it together to do them? So every time we record an episode like this, I say the same things. (laughs) Let's hear them again. First, taking care of my sleep hygiene. My sleep goes in the toilet when I'm stressed out. (laughs) Just really bad at sleeping. Feels like everything needs to be just right and I do not have it together. (laughs) Get to bed on time. Fall asleep on time. Stay asleep. I have been waking up a lot either because of my children Uh in the early morning hours or because of my anxious brain. And then reading Kindle books. So I've read a lot of books, but... I think sleeping would have actually been a better use of my time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The other thing that I often mention and have had varying success with in the past is walking or yoga or any deliberate physical activity. The biking does help with this. And on the days that I get to bike to my class or to my lab feels really good Mm because it's actually a pretty decently long bike ride. It's about 25 minutes there and 25 minutes back. Uh Uh-huh. But on the days that I don't get to do that, which have happened a lot because there has been kid shuffling that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And so then I end up driving, for instance, Pepper to Andrew's work so that he can hang out with him in his office while I go to class. And then I swing back by and pick him up. But then I don't get to bike. And so more time in the car and like really not my favorite. But also with it having been so hot, I stopped walking because I just felt Mm. grumpy and sweaty after my walks. I think that this is something that moving forward, I can reinsert pretty easily. But without it, just like a grumpy, (laughs) non-exercised person. (laughs) And then the last thing is meal planning. We have basically been subsisting on Trader Joe's pre-made foods assembled in somewhat creative ways from time to time, but really not. And beans and rice, which is a classic staple in our home. Meal planning is number one on my list. We have a lot less time to prepare meals and grocery shop than in the past. And the weeks where it slides and we haven't come up with actual meals to eat and or don't grocery shop when we should have Mm -hmm. and then have that stretch of days where Things are feeling really lean, lean, dark, (laughs) you know. And it also means that there's often rotting food in my fridge because we can't seem to make it all happen to be Mm -hmm. on top of that. And eating food that I enjoy is a big part of me feeling great in the world. Not sure what to do about that. I think we really need to adjust our expectations for what kind of dinners are going to be happening and make Mm. sure that our grocery list is in line with that. Yeah. I think that this is just not a stage of life for more elaborate meals. Mm -hmm. And by elaborate, I just mean things that take more than 20 minutes. Yeah, totally. That's where we are too. 
Uh, So hopefully we'll figure that out soon. Another one is being out in nature, coming back from North Carolina. I just, hiking is so rejuvenating. Mm -hmm. Feels so nice to do that. Be both checking the exercise box and the mental health benefits of being out in nature. Mm -hmm. Just so great. Really would like to make that happen more often, even just going on a hike with Neil once a month somewhere nearby. I think that is something we could bring into our reality. Just need to do some planning on that front. Mm -hmm. The last one I'll mention is keeping our house clean. And by clean, I mean where I don't have to step over piles of stuff to get Mm -hmm. from place to place. That's Mm -hmm. my definition. Not actually clean, (laughs) just (laughs) picked up. Yes. Even just moderately picked up. We are really struggling with this. And part of it, I think, is that bigger organizational piece where there isn't a place for everything. Right. Part of it is exhaustion at the end of the day and not prioritizing being on top of it. And then once it gets to that certain level, it just piles on and it feels so hard to find your way out. Mm -hmm. So not sure how we're going to get there. But if I did have a very picked up house, I know that would make me feel better. Mm -hmm. Same. Are there any things that are helping you right now that are sort of in this mediocre, maybe you wouldn't recommend this as the (laughs) best strategies to use to help yourself get through busy or tough seasons, but you are using them and they help to some degree. What would those be for you? Mine is revenge bedtime procrastination, which is clearly not a good long-term strategy, but I do think there is some value to having time that is for me when I am going to class and working in all of the hours that my children are in childcare. Mm-hmm. And don't have any me time at all. And then they come home and I really want to make an effort in those few hours to connect with them. Even Plum has asked for more time with us sort of as a family because she is craving that connection too. So I'm really trying yeah. to make the most of that time. But then that really makes it feel like there's no downtime for me, especially if I end up having to study or work at night, which happens somewhat frequently. Mm-hmm. So I am sacrificing my sleep, but sometimes that is what I need to do. Yeah, I hear you. My favorite mediocre strategy is reading Reddit, specifically the gymnastics Reddit during the Olympics, following that less closely now, and the Orange Theory Reddit on the regular. They post the workouts in advance so you can know what the workout is mm. like the day of. And I just find it so motivating and enjoyable to scroll through the people saying the same things all the time. (laughs) There's not really new discussion that it generates, but really does bring me a small amount of joy. Love it. Get it where you can. Yeah. Based on this conversation, can you think of something that you could realistically start implementing tomorrow? I am recommitting to the physical activity with the nicer weather. Nice. That is something that I am going to do today. It's happening going forward. I can do it. What about you, Sarah? Mine is committing to being in bed and reading at nine o'clock, not on my phone, Reddit, which is what I have been doing. (laughs) And this should be easy. Neil's already doing that. That's part of his routine. 
So I just need to join in and make that happen. Let's do it. We got this. We do. I will still be reading Reddit, but just at other points in the day, to be clear. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Don't give up something that is medium working for you. (laughs) Exactly. Well, that wraps up our conversation about the small things or big things that help us stay centered in our lives. Listeners, we would love to hear any tips or tricks you have in this area or commiserate with you on just how tough it feels to do all the things that make you feel good when life is hard and busy. Let's end, as we always do, by sharing something we've been eating lately. We have not been cooking new meals. We have not been trying new recipes. One thing that has been working, though, is root vegetables chopped up on a pan with sausage. Yum. I really love it. It feels great for fall. Sometimes we do sausages that we then slice. And Mm. then today we have ground sausage, and that's just what we have in the freezer. So I'm just going to cook that up in the skillet and then mix it all together for a fall bowl situation. Sounds great. What have you been eating? I'm here to recommend the Ghirardelli dark chocolate brownies from the mix. These are the brownies of my dreams. I know we have talked about brownie recipes on here, uh huh. but these are really the ones that I want to eat all the time. There you go. I have the third box that I will be making in the last 10 days today. I'm going to go cook it right after this. You've solved it. You've solved the brownie question. I found it. This is the one. <laughs> Everybody stop looking. (laughs) These are the brownies that you want. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Sarah, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast or email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. And then the Lazy Genia podcast with Kendra Adachi also has a recurring uh, a recurring theme of let me say this again. Okay, the lazy you said lazy genia too, not lazy genius. Word. <laughs> this is going great. And then it has this loop that you can hold. Oh. It has this loop. <laughs> I hit the mic. <laughs>